Hello, this is Bradley. Thanks for joining us for another message from God's Word. This is from the pulpit of Jackson County Baptist Church. Pastor Bull, I appreciate the introduction you gave me. You said it just about like I told you to. <laughs> no, I do appreciate that. I love this man. I want to say that. He is a godsend. This church prayed and prayed and prayed, and God sent the very man that this church needed. And we certainly love and appreciate him. It's good to be here this morning. Our 11th anniversary. My, how these years have slipped away. But I think I could do this this morning, and I think you would agree with it. We as a church could say, Here, Lord, I raise my Ebenezer. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. From that little beginning back in May of 2010 to where we are today, God has led us and helped us all along the way. And we praise the Lord for that this morning. It's such an honor to be able to stand here once again behind this pulpit, share with you what God has put on our heart for this service. But before I do that, I want to say that I have been blessed immensely already today. And uh, the reason I can say that, as a couple sitting right back here that came to be in our church this morning with us, that we go back into the late 50s, early 60s. My family moved to a little community called Almon, down close to Covenant, between Conyers and Covenant, in 1956. In that community was a young man, just a year or two younger than me, named Billy Bailey. And he and I became fast friends. He and his wife, Joan, are here with us today. We've been friends for them for many, many years, and what an honor and a blessing it is to have them to be here in our services with us today. You know, it's hard sometimes to find a true friend, but God has blessed me with so many, and these certainly are two of them that we have with us today. I was at the men's breakfast yesterday morning, and at the close of the breakfast, as we was about to leave, Pastor Boer made mention that I'd be preaching today, and then he asked me a question. He said, Pastor Lawson, do you want to give us a little preview of what you're going to be preaching tomorrow? And I has said, I better not. I better not. And I'm glad I didn't, because what I thought I was going to be preaching to you this morning at that time is not what I'm going to be preaching in fact, I thought even during my early morning meditations and drinking my coffee and so forth, I was going to preach that message. We were about to walk out of the door of the house, headed here, and God changed my mind. My wife sitting back there, she'll attest to that. She knows I was planning on preaching one thing, and God said, no, not that, another through the many years I've been in the ministry, I have learned to trust Him. I have to depend upon Him this morning, more so than any notes or anything else. But I believe God gave me the message that He wanted us to bring today. I was thinking many times in the last few weeks, homecoming. 
homecoming. And do you know, homecoming ought to be a time of celebration. We are celebrating our 11th anniversary. And I want to bring a message to just lift us up, you know, and get us excited and so forth. But I discovered something. Not all homecomings are a time of celebration. Sometimes we come home to disaster that has taken place while we've been gone. But I had opportunity yesterday to go and have sort of a family reunion. Some of my immediate family got together down, way down below Covenant, almost to Jackson. And uh, all the family came in. And it's a joy always to see your family. Some of those little bitty fellows, you know, have grown up. In fact, I was looking up at some of them yesterday. Uh, some of them have gotten married, brought others into the family. New children been brought in, and uh, we've watched them grow and prosper over the years. Many of them are successful. In fact, I was uh, looking at my nieces. My niece has a brand new car. She had uh, one of those uh, Mercedes convertible hardtops she just got. And I was so thrilled at the success that they have had. I understand that another of my nieces, her and her husband, were not able to be there today because they was in Atlanta at a car dealer buying a new Corvette. And so we hear a lot of success. And when we come together as homecoming, we can look and see growth that has taken place. We can see families that's been added to. We can see success. But there's a sad note to it as well. We see those whose Health is failing them. They're getting weaker. My brother and his wife were able to be there yesterday. He's 86 and she's 87. They're the ones that's in the retirement center that we helped to get in there back in you. And they're getting more feeble with every passing day. In fact, I made the comment coming home yesterday. I thought Bill had gone down since the last time I seen him. And it's sad to say, but it's so true with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Some that maybe we've not seen for some time, or maybe some that we meet regularly with. We see them growing. We see them prospering. We see them, uh, the, the blessings of the Lord upon them. But one in the same time, we see some who are fainting, who are falling failing in their lives, so to speak. That brings me to the passage of Scripture that I want us to look at this morning. It's in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40. It's a verse, a passage of Scripture that I've preached on many, many times over the course of my ministry. But I want us to take another look at it this morning. By the way, I know many of you... Uh, Whenever someone preaches, you jot down the date that they preach from that passage of Scripture. I've had folks over the course of my ministry, when uh, I'd preached a particular passage of Scripture and started out the church, they say, oh yeah, I remember when you had preached that exact same message, and I got it wrote down here, and they gave me the date. And I have to say this, I don't say it to them, but I have to say, it wasn't nothing like the same message. It's the same verse, but a quite a different connotation upon it. 
So unless you make notes and write the outline down, you might say, well, you preached that same message many years ago at such and such a time. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But I know that God wants me to share this passage of Scripture here this morning in Jackson County Baptist Church as we celebrate our 11th anniversary. Would you stand together with us? We want to read just a few verses at the end of the chapter and then bring you a few, mis a few short things that God's put on my heart for today. Look with me, if you would, beginning with verse 28. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that hath no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Would you bow together with us for just a moment of prayer? And then we'll bring you the message. Father, as we come to that throne of grace again today, we come with thanksgiving in our heart. Thank you for this beautiful that you've given us together gather as a church body to celebrate these 11 years that you've given us and to celebrate what you've done for us over the course of those years. Thank you for everyone that's in attendance this morning. I pray that you'll bless this portion of the service now. We've enjoyed the singing and all the other aspects of the worship service. But Lord, this is a special time. This is when we open your word and hear from you. And Lord, I need that unction that cometh from the Holy One this morning. Would you just touch us with the power of God? Give us the words to say that you'd have spoken here this morning. And then use it for whatever purpose you see fit. Perhaps that one here that's not. God, would you bring them under Holy Ghost conviction, give them life eternal and a home in heaven with you. Speak to the hearts of your children. Lord, I know not the burdens they're bearing, the needs that they have, but we're persuaded you know and that you're able to supply all of those needs according to and glory. Jesus, honor and glorify yourself. And whatever you do, we'll thank you for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. As always, in the flesh, when God's leading us under direction, we have a little tendency, maybe to doubt it, to question it. Lord, is this really what you want? And even as we gathered into the auditorium this morning, I was sitting back there, I was saying, Now, Lord, are you sure? You've changed this message. Are you sure? And then Brother Dwayne stepped up here with his guitar. And you know what he began to sing? Well, I'm tired and so weary, but I must travel on. And when he said those words, I said, yep, Lord, you confirmed it. So many of God's children are tired. We're weary. We're about ready to throw in the towel, about ready to quit. But I want to encourage you today. God's still on the throne. God is still able to do great and mighty things in our life. 
as we look around about us, and over the course of my 47 years as a pastor, been in the ministry, I've seen so many of God's men fall by the wayside. They've grown weary. They've fainted. I've seen not only the men of God that happened to, but many of God's people that were not preachers, but they were servants of the Lord. Maybe they were uh, Sunday school teachers. Maybe they were deacons. Maybe they were something else. Maybe they were uh, singing the choir. But sometimes we get to that place where we say, what's the use? Why should I go on? Why should I go on? Do you suppose that over the course of those 47 years in the ministry, I never got up saying I'm going to turn my resignation in? You suppose I never got discouraged, never got ready to quit? Well, I promise you there's been numerous times that that's happened in our life. But as the psalmist says here, look at what it says. I want you to pay the uh, attention to this for just a moment. If I'm looking at myself, then I will faint. But I want you to look back at the verse that I began with. Verse 28. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. I might get weary. I might get tired. But I promise you that the God I serve does not get tired. He does not get weary. He does not faint. I heard someone say this one time. He said, you know, I am just kind of uh, burned out in the ministry. And I thought to myself, well, if you're burned out, I want to know, whose power have you been running on? Whose power have you been running on? If I'm running under my own power, I'm going to burn out. I'm going to get to that place while I quit. But if I can understand some things from the Word of God, if I can claim some things from the Word of God and put them into practice in my life, then I can keep going. Even at 81, almost 82 years ago, I get up sometimes feeling like I'm the energizer bunny. Amen. I just want to keep going and going and going and going. And I intend to keep going and going and going as long as God wants me to. But what do we do? We see so much failure in our lives. We see so much failure in other people's lives. How can I make that statement? Because the Word of God says it. Look back with me at this passage of Scripture again. Look at verses 29 and 30. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that hath no might, he increases strength. Even the young shall faint, and to them that have, that have no might, he increases strength. Failure is all around. The Word of God tells us that there'll be failure in others. There'll be fainting. We see it in others. And as I've told you, I've experienced it my own self, and you probably have. Why? Here's a question. Why do we get weary? Why do we faint and fail? I want to give you my point of view. I think one of the reasons that we get weary, one of the reasons we feel faint and are about to fail is that we do not understand the resources that we have. Amen. 
We don't understand the resources that God has given unto us. In this book that I have before us, we're told that there are exceeding great and precious promises. When things begin to close in upon us, we begin to feel faint. We must remember that I, can, I have to remember, I have to claim the promise that I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. I have to remember that God gives power to those that will come to him. I have to remember that even though this old flesh might get tired and weary, that I serve a God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask or think. When things look like they're dismal around me and uh, things are happening in my life that I don't understand, I claim the promise of the Word of God that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. We go back to the Word of God and claim the resources that we have. I, I want to be pretty brief this morning. I'm going to throw this in while I'm right here. I know that in just a little while, we'll be dismissing this service here and we're going over to the fellowship hall. And already, many of you are thinking about all of that food that's going to be over there. I learned early in my ministry that the people sit in the pews, if it's a choice between physical food and spiritual food, uh-huh, you know, if it's a choice between physical food and spiritual food, you know what's going to win out most of the time? The same thing that wins out when it's a choice in my life between broccoli and chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate's going to win every time. Amen. And I'm afraid that for God's children, physical food is going to win most of the time. So how can I preach to you for a few minutes, kid your mind on spiritual things when you're thinking about all of those home-cooked dishes that's going to be over there? Well, I'll just try my best to do that. And I promise you, I won't be too long, okay? Right. But I do want you to remember, one of the reasons we faint, one of the reasons we get tired and weary in this life, is we do not take advantage of the resources that God has given unto us. But I want you to go. It's not only that we advantage of them, we don't know about them, but we don't employ them in our lives. Look at verse 29 with me again. I want you to look at the first two words in verse 29. What does it say? He what? He giveth. He giveth. He gives for sure. I got a question for you. Do you receive? Do you receive? He gives, but do you receive? You see, we can extend, he can extend things unto us. He can offer things unto us. He can say, I give unto you this. But do you receive what God is offering unto you? Do you look to him and say, yes, Lord. I'll take what you give. Now, as I said, I'm going to be very brief. But I want you to look with me down at verse 31. Look at verse 31, the last verse. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall man up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now I want to refer you back up to verse 28 once again, or verse 29 once again. I read the first two words. What about the third word? He giveth power. He giveth power. Do you remember what I said a few moments ago about that guy that said he was burnt out in the ministry? Whose power are you running on? Jesus said, all power is given unto me, both in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. He giveth power. He giveth power. But how do I get that power? He giveth. How do I receive that power? Look back at verse 31 again. He, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. There's a message for me in that little word renew. My interpretation of it, and I hope that it'll work for you as well. They shall renew their strength. Pastor Boy, I know that you probably understand this. Many others probably understand this. But when we become weak and weary in this life, we go to the Lord and he renews our strength. What does he do? He exchanges our weakness for his strength. Do you get that? He takes our weakness and gives us his strength. He renews our strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, let me just tell you this. It don't just happen. It don't just happen. When you're weak, when you need strength to carry on, when you need the Lord to do something in your life, don't just sit back and uh, say it's going to happen. Do what you can yourself. There are some things that I have learned to do when I'm beginning to feel. I, let me share this with you for just a moment. I, I didn't have it in the message, but I want to share it with you. I'm thinking back to my years at Meadow Baptist Church. I remember two days in particular. One day, a man that was in the church that everybody, he was one of the most gentle people that you would have ever met. But in the later years of his life, he had developed dementia and he had kind of turned violent from time to time. But he passed away. He passed away. We had visitation well, I didn't have this. Let me rephrase that. I got the call that had passed away. And I went to the, the family and spent some time with them. They began to plan the funeral. The next day was going to be visitation. The day after that was going to be the funeral. The next day after he passed away, I got a call that one of the members in the church was in the hospital. And, uh, well, it was a member's father that was in the hospital. I said, well, I'll go upset. Uh, Jim and Claudine, some of you, it was the little family. Earl, and his, his dad was in the hospital. Mr. Dove had passed away the day before. And uh, he was in the hospital. Earl Little's dad. I went up and visited with Earl was in the hospital with us. He was there visiting his dad. I left and went home. I had no sooner gotten home that the phone rang. And they said, they just put Earl in the hospital. 
His dad was in the hospital. Now Earl was in the hospital. They had him in intensive care. He was in the, had a heart attack. I ran back to the hospital. When I got there, Earl passed away. We spent some time with the family. Went by the funeral home to visit with the Dove family, with Sue Mills. Some of you knew Chess. It was his father-in-law. <coughs> went by to visit with them. Stayed some time with them. Went home, sat down on the side of the bed, taking my shoes off, about to get in bed, and the phone rang. And you know what it said? Earl's dad has passed away. Earl had passed away a few hours earlier. His dad passed away a few hours earlier. This old weary preacher put on his shoes back to the hospital. But along the way, God did something. You know what he did? He exchanged my weakness for his power. And I've learned over the course of my ministry that God, if you're doing his work, following his direction in your life, he can take 20 minutes of sleep and turn it into eight hours of rest. You know what was the next day? A funeral. You know what was the next day after that? A double funeral. But God gives the strength that you need. He exchanges, takes that old weakness in your flesh and gives you the strength. Let me flip that over. If you're out of God's will, He can take eight hours of sleep and turn it into 20 minutes of rest. Amen. I'm talking about they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How do we do that? Well, as I said, there's some things we need to do ourselves. You need to pray. Do you? You pray. Get in that closet alone with the Lord. Talk, worship the Lord. Read your Bible. Attend church. Do all of those things. But those together, all of them, will not meet the need that you have. Praying, worshiping, Read your Bible, attend the church. Hey, you can go through all of that and still be tired and weary. But let me give you something. If you don't get anything else out of what I say, listen to what I'm about to say to you. How do we do that? We do all those things, but I need more. I need more. I want you to turn to a verse of Scripture with me. Back in your Bible, just a little bit, to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs and chapter number 8. The book of Proverbs chapter number 8. I want to read one verse of scripture there and tell you this verse has meant so much to me in my life. It will be a blessing and a help to you in the times when you're feeling weary and faint. One verse. Proverbs chapter number 8 verse 34. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. Let's read it again for emphasis. Read it slowly. Blessed is the man. What man? The man that heareth me. You remember I said a few moments you should pray? I think we've got the misconception that when we pray, we do all the talking. 
It's in that prayer closet that you need to hear. Blessed is a man that heareth me. Look at what else he says. Watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my door. Now I want to give you an illustration that I hope will help you. It's helped me. It goes back, Billy, to my days in Almond. My wife and I got married. We built a house just out behind where my mom and dad lived. And we lived there, Moon Circle, in Almond. My dad had, was doing some carpenter work for my sister that lived in Dorval. And uh, while he was up, he brought home from there one of the mangiest, dirtiest little dogs you've ever seen in your life. It was a little poodle. I mean, it was supposed to be white. You couldn't tell what color it was. His hair was so dirty and mangled and so forth. But that was a stray dog my dad had picked up. And he brought it and gave it to my sister, uh, to Lisa's sister, to Cheryl. Cheryl loved that dog. She named him Sparky. Sparky. We cut all his hair off, cleaned him up, and uh, he became... A family pet. But Cheryl loved him. My wife would never allow a dog in the house. Dogs stay outside. But I will tell you something. Sometimes Cheryl slipped him in. <laughs> Amen. She'd get him in the house. She loved him. But here's what I wanted to get to. That little Sparky. During the daytime. And I learned this on some days when I was at home. During the days, Sparky would, he'd do a few things. He'd run around and do a few things. But at a certain time in the afternoon, Sparky would come and get a place just right outside of our door. And Sparky would lay down right there. He would not move. He would not do anything. Almost at precisely the same time every day, you could see Sparky. Laying there. Then, if you watched him in a little while, stick his head up, he'd look around, and I realized Sparky was hearing something I couldn't hear. You know what Sparky was hearing? He was hearing a school bus that was miles away. He was hearing a school bus. He'd get up and then he would run down to the corner down there and sit there. Because he knew in a few moments, in a little while, that old school bus would pull up, open its doors, and Cheryl would come off the bus. Lisa might have been on the bus with her. I don't remember. He wasn't looking for Lisa. He was looking for Cheryl. <laughs> but what am I saying? Oh, if we could just be a sparky and get to that place where we wait upon the Lord. We wait to hear His voice. We're so impatient, folks. We are a now generation. What I want, I want it right now. 
but they that wait. Find that little spot where you settle down and listen with attentive ears. You're going to hear that voice that Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. You'll hear that voice. You'll hear that voice. Blessed is the man that heareth me. Because he is watching daily at my gates. He is waiting at the post of my gates. He's waiting for the Lord. Do you get the picture? Do you get the picture? Yes, we get weary. Oh, I'm tired and so weary. But I must travel on. To the Lord he cometh, calleth, calleth me away. We get tired, we get weary. But if we need something from the Lord, wait upon Him. That verse of Scripture said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall man up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What are the results of this? Let me, let me give you the picture. Let's go back and look at Sparky once again. Out there, right outside the door, laying down, but he is what I'm called sitting in expectation. Sitting in silent expectation. He is expecting to hear something. He's going to hear it. The sound of that old school bus. He's sitting there in silent expectation. And if we do that, if we'll learn to sit in silent expectation, just waiting upon the Lord. I heard on Friday night, and, and I'm not uh, criticizing this, but I heard a preacher say, if you're waiting on the Lord, you're backing up. And that's true in most cases. But let me tell you, there's times when we need to wait upon the Lord. Some of the worst mistakes I've made in my course as a pastor is when I didn't wait. When I didn't wait. But if you'll wait, you know what's going to happen? You're going to enjoy God's power. God will give you that power that you need. You're going to be able to live life on a higher plane than others live. Because he's going to renew your strength. You will mount up with wings as eagles. I want to throw this in for you right quickly. You're never going to soar with the eagles as long as you're roosting with the buzzards. <laughs> Just a little side trip for you, okay? But they shall mount up with wings as eagles. I've had folks ask me over the course of my, how do you do that? How do you say so? It's not me, it's God. He's let me live my life on a higher plane than others live their lives. Not only that, but you'll be able to do unusual things. You'll run and not be weary. You'll be able to do unusual things. I'm trying to bring us to a close. I want to take you back again for just a moment. When I'm talking about being able to do unusual things. It was July 1st, 
1978. My father had been sick. He passed away. They will have his funeral on July the 3rd. July the 3rd. We went to the church, the Baptist Tabernacle in Covenant. My family walked in, as the families do, took our place. Brother Hudson Moody was a pastor there. He was going to preach my daddy's funeral. They had three sections of pews. We were sitting in the middle section right here. My family was. Brother Moody got up. The music was over and it was time for him to preach. And he said, before I bring the message, I think Brother Jack ought to come and say some words about his dad. I didn't expect it. I wasn't prepared for it. But my pastor said that I should come up and say a few words. I went up and said, I, this is what I wanted to get to. I don't, know, I don't even remember what I said, but I know God took over. We left, went to the graveside, buried my dad, and my brother-in-law, who's gone on to be with the Lord there, came up to me. He said, I don't know how in the world you did what you did. You know what I said to him? I don't know how I did it either if it was me, but I know who gave me what I needed. I'm saying you can do some unusual things. You do things you never thought you'd be able to do if you follow the Lord's leadership. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I put a title at the end of my message for this because it's something I've had to do over the course of my ministry. When I have gotten those places where I felt weary, I said, I said, somebody hand me the smelling. You know what I'm talking about. Not those physical smelling salts, but the smelling salts that comes from hearing his voice, watching at his gates, waiting at the post of it. Are you weak? You feel weary, feel heavy laden. I want you to stand together with us. I want them to come and get us a little song of invitation ready. I'm going to pray. But before I pray, I want to encourage you. If you've ever been at that place, maybe you're there now. But if you've not been there and you're not there now, I promise you there's going to come some days in your life when you're going to say, I'm tired and so weary. You're going to need something from the Lord. You might need it this morning. You don't have to wait till I pray. You don't have to wait start to sing. God spoke to your heart. I want you to slip out and come down and say, God, help me. Help me.
to claim the promises of your word. Give me your power. I can't go on my own. You might be here unsaved. Come and trust him today as your Savior. Whatever you need, I want you to come. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask the pastor to come be here ready to give the invitation as he sees fit. That was From the Pulpit of Jackson County Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoyed the message, and more importantly, we hope that you've grown closer in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless, and have a great day.